The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, you're listening to the Functional Sportsaholic. This is Sean Ryan. Today we're going to be talking about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We got all the lines from BovadaSportsbook.com as per usual, as usual. Uh, so we're going to be uh, kind of drilling in. I'm going to be talking about kind of really I'm going to be making my picks based on the line. We'll talk maybe some over-unders and spreads, but uh, really ultimately I'm going to be talking about how I think the games are going to go. Now in the NFL playoffs, um, you know you have a matchup. And I am going to start with the Baltimore Ravens and the uh, the Houston Texans. But you know you have matchups throughout the years. I want to talk about the Houston Texans to begin with. Um, the the Ravens and the Texans played in Week One, and it was twenty five to nine Ravens. Right, the Ravens handled the Texans. That was C.J. Stroud's first start. And what you see over the course of a season with not only the Houston Texans but with every team, every it's a journey. Okay, so to start the year, Philadelphia was 10-1. and one. They looked like one of the worst teams in football the last six, seven weeks of the year, including the playoffs. Um, Houston, obviously C.J. Stroud is going to be better now than he was in his first NFL game. Um, and, and again, having seen the Ravens before, um, and then also having one game of playoff experience under his belt, and he had a fantastic game against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you take a look at the Green Bay Packers, who were playing the San Francisco 49ers. The Green Bay Packers midseason looked awful. Jordan Love looked like, I wouldn't even say a rosterable quarterback, like a third stringer. He looked, Not even a backup. He was bad. And uh, and I've certainly criticized Jordan Love um, over the last couple of years, but he's looking good. And what really impressed me was his poise in Dallas. He just looked confident the whole game. Uh, and he's playing, a game, uh, he's playing the San Francisco 49ers. He really haven't, as a healthy team, they haven't lost a game all year except to the Ravens late in the season. You know, those, those games that they lost... Uh, in the middle, they won a three-game losing streak when um, you know, Christian McCaffrey was out and Trent Williams was out. Yeah, these are different things, right? Uh, you take a look at the Buccaneers versus the Lions. The Lions, I thought, were better to begin the season. Uh, then they went on a little bit of a slip. Now they're getting better again. Whereas the Buccaneers, they're kind of mediocre throughout the year, but got a little bit better the last three or four weeks. So that's an interesting game. Then you got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo uh, Bills. The Bills looked pretty bad. They actually looked dead in the water, but they got big wins. They've been been playing with their backs against the wall um, through the last few weeks of the season. Almost reminds me of those old Jim Fossil, you know, throw all your chips in the middle of the table, uh, New York Giants. The Bills have been playing, are, are at this point playing with house money, uh, and now they're hosting a game, right? They ended up with the number two seed after looking dead in the water, uh, and they're playing the defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs. So what I'm trying to say here is the NFL season is a journey. And I don't care that the number one uh, seeded Baltimore Ravens versus the, I guess they're the number four seed, the Houston Texans. I don't care about seeds. I don't care about regular season records. I don't even care that they played each other necessarily um, earlier in the season. What I care about is that the Houston Texans are 1-0 in the playoffs and Baltimore 0-0 in the playoffs. Now let's get over to the line. Bovada has, sorry, let me get switched to a different screen here. Bovada has the Baltimore Ravens at home favored by nine and a half. So Bavada has Ravens minus nine and a half. That's a high line. But let me talk about this. So um, the Houston Texans, you know, uh, the, the coaching staff has done a great job. D'Amico Ryans has been a great hire. Sloick um, calling plays for the offense and, and C.J. Stroud's ascension. Um, he looks already like a top 10 quarterback in the league. It's his first year. The Houston Texans, there's a lot to, uh, great to talk about. And the Houston Texans are better. Make no mistake about it. Houston Texans are better 
than the uh, than the team that they that you know than the team they were in week one when they played the Ravens. The Ravens, though, I think are also better than the week one team that played the Houston Texans. I look at the weather, and I think it's important to always kind of go through the weather th- for these outdoor games. The Houston Texans are a dome team, and they're a southern team. So they're always playing in good weather. Now, it might be thunderstorms, but they're always playing in kind of warm temperatures. I worry a little bit because the, uh, let's see here, the weather is 25 degrees in Baltimore, partly cloudy, 22-mile-an-hour winds uh, coming from the northwest, tw- over 20-miles-an-hour winds. That's tough. Now, a team like Baltimore, they're used to that that Atlantic Weather, you know, that Northeastern, it's really more Atlantic than Northeast weather in Baltimore. Um, So I think Baltimore has a little bit of an advantage there. In terms of running the ball, I think the Houston Texans and the Ravens are probably about the same in terms of just running back play, right? When you throw Lamar Jackson and you say Baltimore's the better running team, I get that. But, you know, Singletary, ever since he kind of took over the job in Houston, he's been getting, you know, four and a half, five yards to carry every week. The Ravens always run the ball well. I wish they had um, their, his name escapes me, their um, their rookie that got hurt towards the end of the year. I wish they still had him. But they still have Gus Edwards running the tough runs. Justice Hill will be fine. Dalvin Cook is going to be included in the mix there. Don't forget he signed. Um, so I give a slight edge maybe to Baltimore. But overall, I don't think there's a big um, disparity there. I look at the the passing game. I think Houston and Baltimore are pretty similarly matched in the passing game. Defensive-wise, I give a clear edge to Baltimore defensively. No disrespect to Houston. I know they play well. But if Baltimore does not turn the ball over in this game, I think they're going to win. So if I look at the spread and I see Baltimore minus 9.5, I think that the Houston Texans will cover. That's a lot of points. I think the Houston Texans will cover that. But I do think that the Baltimore Ravens win by a touchdown here. So I'm going to take the, the Houston Texans to cover. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to win. And if we look at uh, the money line, Houston's plus 325 if you're into the money line. Over, under for the game, 44 points. I haven't done my deep, deep analysis, but my gut's telling me that this is going to be higher scoring. The last game was 25-9. to There was 34 points in that game, and I know it's worse weather, but both offenses can play. Uh, both offenses can throw the ball. What I'll say is if Houston had Tank Dell, I think this would be a field goal game. I would still give the edge to Baltimore, but I'm going to take Baltimore to cover that 9.5-point spread. Next game I have on my list is the Green Bay Packers visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Green Bay Packers, you know, they, Jordan Love in his first kind of like, you know, after the bye week and he was playing really well and everybody was buying into them. Then the Packers lost. I think they barely beat the Panthers, and then they lost to the uh, the Giants, which, by the way, I, I, I called on the Monday line on uh, the the Packers losing to the Giants just that young team right they're starting to feel themselves and the press are starting to feel good and then they have the letdown well last week young team not really getting a lot of love in the press everybody's like oh Dallas is at home and I was one of them I, I called Dallas by 10 points in that game I thought that it was going to be 30 to 20 um, I thought the that love would play okay and the Packers would play okay but ultimately Green Bay would win or, I'm sorry Dallas would win well Green Bay came back and really destroyed the uh Dallas, but what you saw at the end of the game is, you know, I think they were up by 30-something points. At the end, of the, it ended up being like a two-touchdown game. Green Bay, I know they were playing prevent, but they were letting points go in. Um, Shanahan is a better coach than McCarthy, although I like McCarthy more than other people in the press right now. Everybody's like throwing him into the ditch. I think McCarthy's a really good coach, a really good offensive coach. But I think the San Francisco 49ers are better. Um, they're clearly favored. Bavada has a spread at nine and a half on this game as well. Uh, so San Francisco, once again, Bavada has at minus nine and a half to win uh, this game. I think that the 49ers are actually going to cover this spread. I think the defense that the Green Bay Packers are playing 
um, in, in the 49ers defense. I think they're going to match up a little bit better um, with the uh, with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I mean, there were there were guys streaking wide open the entire game. San Francisco, the big thing, too, is San Francisco adjusts better than most teams coming out into the second half. That's both offensively and defensively. I think the Packers are going to play well. But ultimately, I think, you know, San Francisco wins this game something like, you know, 35 to 20. I actually think this is going to be a two-score, like a two-touchdown game um, just because San Francisco's ability uh, to run the ball. And this all assumes, of course, that Christian McCaffrey is fully healthy. Um, I know he's got that calf injury, but I'm assuming he's going to be good to go and, and good to play. I think he almost came back in in Week 17 anyway. So I think they'll be just fine. I think the 49ers will win this game. Um, good run for the Green Bay Packers, a lot to build on, but ultimately I think the physicality of the San Francisco 49ers at home juiced up. This is their year to win the NFC, and they know it, um, and I think they want to come back and settle a score with Baltimore in the Super Bowl if they do indeed get that matchup. I think San Francisco is going to be dialed in here. I think they're going to handle their business, and I think they're going to win this game, kind of run away. I don't think it's going to be close in the second half. Now, um, the over-under, oh, Green Bay, if you're looking for the money line, Green Bay is plus 330. I would stay away from that. San Francisco is minus 440. Um, the over-under for the game is 50 points. I actually think we'll be over that. It's a high number. I usually wouldn't bet that. Anything in the fives, like the five zeros, I usually wouldn't bet that. Uh, but this is a game I think they're going to do it because I think both offenses are playing well. Both offenses will get points. Like I said, I think San Francisco is going to put up 35 points against this Green Bay Packers defense. And then it's just a matter of do you think you know the Packers can get 15 points? I do. I think they can. Like I said, 35 to 20. I think this is going to be an over. Uh, third game on the list, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Detroit Lions. This one to me... Um, and we have the, the the Chiefs and Bills. I wouldn't say either one of those teams winning would be an upset. This one, obviously, Detroit is the clear favorite. And in fact, Bavada has Detroit at minus six and a half. So not as big as a favorite as, say, you know, the uh, the Ravens or the 49ers, but still pretty big. Not quite over a touchdown. I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing well. They haven't really gotten a consistent run game. What I mean is, like, they'll they'll use the run. They don't stray away from the run, which I really uh, respect Canellis and the job he's done in Tampa Bay this year, not only with Baker Mayfield, but sticking to the run, sticking to the game plan. I really like what he does. He's going to be an NFL head coach, if not next season, pretty soon after that. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not an efficient running team. You know, they're getting, like, 3.8 yards per carry or something like that. You're going to need more than that against Detroit. They will be able to score points on Detroit. Detroit, on the other hand, they're going to be able to score points on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, what I do like in the Buccaneers' favor is that their run defense is always strong, and you know Detroit wants to run the game, and that is really going to be kind of the answer of whether or not, in my opinion, this is going to be a blowout game or if this is going to be a close game. I do think Detroit wins either way, but I think Detroit is going to, you know, uh, Montgomery, I don't think he's the answer. And I know Ben Johnson there likes to run, you know, the smash mouth with, with uh, Montgomery and then use and sprinkle in Gibbs and all that, to, you know, as the change of pace. They both get a good amount of touches. It's almost like the old New Orleans Saints model when they had Ingram and Kamara. I think Tampa Bay will do a good job against Montgomery. I think they'll do a poorer job, as everybody does, against Jameer Gibbs. I think Detroit will get their runs. Um, I think that they'll be able to throw the ball down the field. I think that the, the Lions are going to put up somewhere in the neighborhood of like 28 points this game. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to match that. I do think uh, these teams played earlier in the season. I think it was 20 to six in favor of Detroit in Tampa Bay, by the way. Now they're in Detroit. The crowd's going to be juiced. I do think Tampa will have a better offensive showing 
and I I guess you could also say that the Alliance will have a worse defensive showing. It's going to be a mixture of those two things. But I think it's somewhere around 28 to 20. So I'm inclined to take the Lions to cover this spread. But honestly, my money, I would stay away. Now, the money line is plus 240 for Tampa Bay, minus 290. Again, I'd probably stay away from any favorite money lines at this point. I'm not seeing the value. Uh, there's a little bit of an upset alert here. I don't think it's a... A necessarily a live underdog or something like that you know three points wouldn't wouldn't surprise me I do think Detroit wins this game makes it to the NFC championship game the over under for this game is 48 and a half I think the game I think I said 28 20 just now I think it's right on that 48 line I would stay away from it last game of the week to talk about is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills now these two teams played recently in Kansas City Buffalo won that game 20 to 17 really could have gone either way um, the Buffalo Bills have been playing a lot better. They're a lot more balanced in terms of their uh, their offensive approach. They are able to run the ball. Kansas City, obviously, their defense is leading the way right now. What I found interesting is the receiving the receiving group. Um, they actually showed up. They showed up finally. I think Kelsey might have had a drop or two or something like that. But the Kansas City Chiefs team, the offensive group, showed up. Can they show up against the Buffalo Bills? I don't know. This to me is is a game that's going to go right down to the wire. And actually see, Buffalo is favored at home. Bovada has Buffalo minus three at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if it's me, I think we probably fall right on that line. Do you bet against Mahomes getting points? Um, I think I heard today that he's 8-1-1 one, one against the spread when he's getting points. I don't know. For me, that's a tough bet. I kind of have a rule, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, don't bet against Andy Reid. I always bet for him. This is a game, though, I think it's a coin flip. I think it's up in the air. The weather, it's going to be probably cold and nasty in Buffalo. Actually, let me get back to the weather specifically. This is an outdoor game. Uh, it's, it'll be, the forecast is 19 degrees, which for them feels like summer, both teams. And 13-mile-an-hour uh, winds, both quarterbacks, the wind's not going to be an issue throwing the ball. Uh, it's not going to be like a cement block, so both quarterbacks will be able to push the ball downfield in this game. Um Man, let me say this. I th it's going to be the best game of the week. I can't wait to watch it. You're I'm on a podcast. I got to make a pick. I'm going to take Buffalo to lay the points. I do think Buffalo – I just think they're playing better team football right now. If Kansas City has shown me anything about the wide receivers being able to catch passes consistently this season, I'd take Kansas City. And maybe, look, maybe everybody's dialed in for the playoffs. Maybe that extra pressure will make them concentrate a little bit more. If that's the thing, if the Kansas City Chiefs receivers catch passes, Kansas City's going to win this game by somewhere in the 4-7 to seven range. I don't have any faith that the receivers are going to be able to catch the ball. And for that reason, I'm going to take Buffalo. Uh, the money line is Kansas City plus 130, Buffalo minus 150. You're getting Kansas City in a plus. I don't know. I like that bet. Even though, like I said, I'm not sure. You're basically betting the receivers can catch the ball consistently. The over-under in this game is 45.5. I'm taking the over in that. Now, it was 20 to, 17, 20 to 17 a couple weeks ago. I think the Buffalo Bills will have some answers uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs defense this time. And likewise, I think the Kansas City Chiefs will be able to score a little bit more on the Buffalo Bills offense. So there you go. Once again, my picks for the week. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to cover the 9.5-point spread. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers to cover the 9.5-point spread. I'm going to take the, uh, the Detroit Lions to barely cover their 6.5-point spread. And I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to cover their three-point spread. I'm taking all favorites this week. I never do that. I usually take the points. But I like the matchups for the home, or for uh, for all the home teams this week. And as I look at that and as I say that, 
I think I'm going to lose. Let's get to the futures. I just am curious, since we got a couple minutes left here, what are the futures for the NFL in terms of the Super Bowl? So, um, by the way, the, Bavada right now has Lamar Jackson winning the MVP. The MVP is a uh, is a regular season award. That's already done and done with. So if you're getting plus 300 for Lamar Jackson to win the MVP, I'm taking that. I think that's a great bet if you're uh, betting futures for the MVP. Lamar Jackson, to me, plus 300. I think you should take that to the bank. Uh, let's see. Super Bowl winner now. The odds on favorites is still the San Francisco 49ers. I don't really get that. I feel like the Baltimore Ravens should be the odds on favorites considering they played in San Francisco and Baltimore handled business there. But the San Francisco 49ers are at plus 175 to win the Super Bowl. The Baltimore Ravens are next with plus 275 to win the Super Bowl. Those should obviously be the top two teams. Number three. The Buffalo Bills have actually uh, increased, and it's not surprising given that they're three-point favorites against um, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but there's not a lot of difference between those two teams, in my opinion. The Buffalo Bills are at plus 475 to win the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs are at plus 700. The Detroit Lions are at plus 800. The Green Bay Packers are at plus 2,500. The Houston Texans are at plus 2,500. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at plus 2,800. I'll say this, right? I think Baltimore and San Francisco, I think that's your matchup. Before the season, I picked San Francisco versus Cincinnati. I would have still liked that matchup if Burrow had been healthy. Oh, well. Um, but I think that's your matchup. But if you're looking for a big underdog or like a big plus bet, if I'm looking at these, you know, the Packers are at plus 2,500. Bavada has Houston at uh, plus 2,500. I would say the Houston Texans because they have a young quarterback who even dating back to college plays really well in big moments, it's not outside the realm of possibility that he goes out and he just, like, catches fire. I'll say this about the Ravens. If they fall down early, the body language of Lamar Jackson changes. So there's a world where maybe Houston goes up 14 to nothing, and then we get a here-we-go-again kind of vibe in Baltimore. There's a world there. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But there's a world where that happens. Then you get Houston, a young team on the road versus Buffalo or versus Kansas City, weather-dependent, man, they have a puncher's chance against both of those teams. They have a puncher's chance against Kansas City. I might even take them on a neutral field against Kansas City the way both teams are playing now. There's a there's a world where that exists. I'd, I'd take the Houston Texans. I don't think the Packers are there more because I, I, I really don't like what their defense is doing. I think the offense could, could do enough. I don't think the defense is going to do enough against the 49ers. But, hey, if the Packers win this week, depending on that match, imagine if the Packers are playing the Bucks. which, hey, there's there's a world that happens. Not likely, but it could. Yeah, I'd take, the, I'd take the Packers in that matchup, wouldn't you? Anyway, it's going to be a really interesting weekend. I hope everybody has a great time watching. Stay out there. It's, it's cold as hell everywhere. Cold as hell. It's cold as ice everywhere out there in the country right now. Stay warm. Stay safe, everybody. We'll catch you on another episode soon. 